Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This afternoon, I would like to continue the teaching about being more like Jesus Christ or having the character of Jesus in us. Yesterday, I read the scripture that God really wants us to change, to have the likeness of Jesus Christ. We don't want to be just a pure warming Christian. We don't want just to come to church and get through the motions of being a believer and go home and stay the same way. We want to grow. We want to change. We want to become more and more like Jesus Christ. We want Him to touch us and change us and minister to us so that we will not be the same. We will keep growing and growing in the way of the Lord. As I know you longer, I hope that you will stay together with me for a long time. Sometimes people came and went away, came and disappeared. But I hope to see you for a long time until Jesus comes back. And as I and Pastor Da uh, continue to fellowship with you every year, we will see that you change. You are not the same person again when you come back next time because you are being transformed by God. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 say, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. So God wants us to get rid of the old thing. He wants us to be changed, to be a new creation. This doesn't happen only one time on the day that we accepted Jesus Christ. But it's a process from glory to glory to glory. Every day, every year, we get rid of the old thing and we get the new things in our life. That new thing is the character, the holiness, and the righteousness of God. That He wants us to clothe ourselves with the newness of Christ, with the things of God. We want to be more and more like Christ. We become a new creation every single day. Today, we should be better than yesterday. Next year, we should be better than this year. We should become more like Jesus than this year. So we are in that process of changing and growing. Why God wants us to do that? Because we all were born with the old nature. All of us have the old nature. What is that nature? Psalm Chapter 51, verse 5. Behold, I was brought forth, or in other words, I was born in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Everybody, you and me, was born with the sinful nature, with the iniquity, with the rebellion and disobedience to God. We were born in sin. We all have the sinful nature of Adam and Eve. And that sinful nature passed into our ancestor from generation to generation, to our parents eventually. And that same nature also is in us. Do you notice that many of us are acting like our parents in certain way? <laughs> if our parents are very short-tempered, we are short-tempered too. If our parents love money, are very covetous, we love money too. We actually copy our parents the way we behave. Because the same sinful nature passed into us. There are different kinds of sinful nature. The sinful nature of Adam that come along into our being as we were born in a human nature. And not only that sinful nature of our parents and the sinful nature of the country, of the society, and of the nation. I travel to many nations, and I notice that each nation has its own sinful nature. When I went to Switzerland, I noticed that they all have the same thing. 
It's like it's the curse in that country. When I went to Japan, another kind of sinful nature there. Each country has its own characteristic of sin because it's just spread everywhere. That sinful nature spread to everybody. It's a power. It's a force, evil force that impact the society. Thai people have different kind of sinful nature too. You notice our Thai culture have a lot of problems that need to get rid of. Amen. So we all, every nation, every family has sinful nature, and that condition God wants us to change. God wants us to get rid of the old condition, the old sinful nature. In Ephesians chapter four, seventeen to twenty-two, talk about our old condition before we are born again, and some of that nature is still in us. Ephesians four seventeen to twenty-two. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. In other words, as a pagan or as the non-believers walk. In the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, because of their ignorance that is in mind, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, having given themselves over to lewdness, to work or uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard Him, and have been taught by Him, by Jesus Christ, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct. Get rid of the former conduct of the sinful nature, the old man, the old sinful nature, which grows corrupt according. To the deceitful lust. Wow! The apostle Paul wrote clearly that every human being has this problem, including you and me. We need to get rid of that. You can see that we all have the futility of our mind. Even though we are Christians, we still have some wrong thinking, some weird idea and mindset, futile mindset. That's why we need the fire of God Amen. to come and burn that futility in our mind. I'm not completely pure yet. I still sometimes have some wrong idea. I need the fire and the word of God to come and get rid of that futility of my mind. The Bible says that having the understanding darkened. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. When I was worshiping the Lord a while ago. The Lord spoke to me. This exactly same lesson. This lesson I wrote, I wrote it about 25 years ago. This lesson, or maybe 30 years ago, about that. 25 to 30 years ago. This lesson, and this lesson was taught by many pastors in Thailand. Exactly the same lesson, same scripture, same principle. But those pastors right now, backsliding. Get into money, get into adultery. I'm not condemning anybody. Don't take me wrong. What I try to say is this: What is the difference between my life and their life? With the same lesson, with the same scripture, but why we are different? Why I'm going up and up and love God and live in the fear of God? Because the understanding of people, many people are darkened. They read the scripture. But they don't understand, and I want to thank God for the file of God, 1997. The same lesson, but the word of God is not enough because it's just the head knowledge up here. But who opened my darkened understanding to see and understand and be able to practice the fire of God, the Holy Spirit? Is the one who take off the darkened understanding out of me, and will be able to practice what I teach here myself. Amen. 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 
That's why I believe the end time church need to be in revival. So many pastors can teach like this, but their life is in a mess because they reject the fire of God. And I want to say those pastors are the ones who reject the fire of God. Even one pastor wrote a thick book teaching against me. This is in Thailand. Because they lack the fire of God. Their understanding, they read the same Bible, but their understanding is darkened because they don't welcome the light of heaven that is the fire of God or the Holy Spirit. Being alienated from the life of God. Wow, when I read this scripture, I understand what Paul say. So many people run away when the move of God starts to move in the church. When the Holy Spirit touch people, oh, this is crazy, I run away. I don't want this stuff. This is too crazy, too messy. So messy, people cry, people yell, people cough, people laugh, and they don't like that. But you know what? They are alienated themselves from the life of God. God shows up. God come and visit the congregation, touch people. Do you remember the Bible said the Spirit of the Lord who raised Jesus from the dead give life to your mortal body. Romans chapter 8 verse 11. So you need to stay there and come into the life of God. So if you run away, you try to keep the flesh. You try to keep your, keep your pride, keep your selfishness, keep your religiousness religiosity, religious spirit with you, you need to come into the life of God. Don't alienate yourself from the Holy Spirit who gives you light and take the darkness away, who will give life to your body because of the ignorance that is in them. Do you know why I work so hard to the point the pastor does say, what are you doing? You produce teaching. To the point that I cannot keep up with. <laughs> Pastor Dase, can you slow down? Slow down. Because I cannot even keep up with your teaching. Do you know why? Not about me. The one who really motivated me to produce a lot of teaching. Because I know that I have limited time on earth. I don't live here forever. One day I will be in heaven. How many years? I don't know. Maybe 50 uh, 54 more years. <laughs> Pastor Da say, are you sure you want me to live that long to take care of you? <laughs> I pray to God, Pastor Da is going to stay with me until 120 years old. And we are not going to be sick and old and weak. We still can walk around, travel to Disney World. <laughs> See you world. <laughs> Pastor Dan and I are going to look young and still healthy. But you know, I'm running the race against my time on earth. I am getting older and my time on earth is running away. It's running off every year. I promise God that before I die, I want to leave many teachings to, for Thai people, American or English-speaking people and other nationality. We're going to start produce more Mandarin. Why? Because, why? People cannot become like Christ or cannot grow up because of the ignorance that is in them. A lot of Christians don't know the Bible, don't know the will of God. They are ignorant. So my job is produce as much as I can so that His people will not be ignorant. They know how to be led by the Spirit. They know that there's a promise of God. A while ago, I gave counseling to one sister here. And she said that, what can I do for my daughter to come around, turn around and follow Jesus? And I say right away, you need to claim the promise of God. You need to exercise your authority to command the devil to take away the hand out of your daughter. You see, we need to know that truth so that we can have victory. But the Bible says, my people are destroyed due to, due to the lack of knowledge. Or in another word, my people are destroyed due to their ignorance. So many Christians are slapped right and left and, and 
like this by the devil. By the devil. And they blame God that God punished them and God tortured them. No, 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 no. The reason they are taken advantage by the devil and they're in sin, in bondage, in addiction, in a lot of problems because they don't have the knowledge. Because when they don't have the knowledge, they cannot fight. They just let the devil... I don't know. I don't know what to fight. No. In this generation, Thai Christians, Laotian Christians, American Christians going to rise up with the sword of the Spirit. I know the knowledge. I'm not ignorant people. We know the Bible. If the devil come in, and the devil look at you, the demon comes close to you and says, No, I'd rather go to other church <laughs> to attack other people, but cannot attack the church in revival. Because you are so grounded in the word. And that's the reason why I produce and produce and put in the YouTube and all internet so that God's people will not live in ignorance. Because of the blindness of their heart. So we need to open the hearts of people with the knowledge. With the word of God and with the fire of God. Now you understand why I love to teach the word, to lay hand on people because the word will open your eyes. The Holy Spirit will open your eyes and you see, oh, this is wrong, this is right, this is sin, this is holiness. Oh, now I know what is the right thing to do. All these things that I read, okay, futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, all these conditions are in people, even believers. Is that right? That's why we need to be in a good church. Because the pastor like me have a job to do what? Go against all these things. Get rid of the futility of your mind and help you to understand the way of God and put you into the presence of God so that you can be touched by the life of God. And then teach you, teach, 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 so that you will not be ignorant of the truth of God. And then the Holy Spirit move to take away the blindness from your eyes. And you can have the spiritual eyes see, ah, 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 oh, wow, I see now the victory, the truth, the power. Oh, wow, more and more. And the more we know, the more our eye can see, the more we can be changed and we can have more victory. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So that is God's plan for all of us that we should grow up and come out from sinful nature. And we need to get rid of all these things that happen around the world. If you look at people around you, your relative, your friend, all these who are not Christians, or some of them are even Christians. Some people call themselves Christians for a long time. But why their life do not go anywhere? This is the way you pray for them. Father in heaven, open their mind. Get rid of the futility of their mind. Save them and also bring them into the light of God. Help them to understand your way. And touch them, visit them in their bedroom. The life of God come and touch them so that they will not be alienated from the life of God and help them to understand your truth so that they will not be ignorant anymore. Because of the blindness, open their spiritual eyes to see the truth. This is how I pray for my members. This is how I pray for my relative. And sometimes you need to show love first until they open their heart to receive from you. I told the mother today who asked me how to help her daughter. After I talked for a while, I said, why don't you do this from now on? Just show love. When you see your daughter, hug her. Take her out for ice cream. And keep saying this word, I loved you. I loved you. And hug her. Because this love will melt the heart and open her daughter to see the light of God in the mom. Usually what blocks people from 
coming closer to God is our hypocrisy or our sin that stumble people. But if we love people, we give, we are generous. We love people, we hug people, we show love. The heart will be open to hear because they see. And then after the heart is open, the ears will be open. And when you talk about the truth, they will hear from you, and there will be change. Amen. So from now on, everywhere you go, you show love to people. Show love to people. Amen. And God wants to do the same thing to you. He wants to change you from glory to glory to glory. Colossians chapter three, verses five to nine. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth. What are the members here? Your sinful nature, fornication. Uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourself once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off. Everyone say, put off. Put off. Everyone, make your hand like this. All this. Anger, Anger. wrath, Malice. malice, malice, blasphemy, blasphemy. filthy language, language. out of your mouth, do not lie to one another, since you have put off, again, put off, the old man with his deeds. We should do this. We should set the goal. Put off or to take off the old sinful nature. Let me ask you this: How many people in this room love yourself? You love yourself? Okay, you love yourself. How many people in this room love your families? This is the way I think: Sin leads to death. If you sow in sin, you reap sin. You live destruction. Corruption and death, but if you sow in righteousness, in the way of God, you reap the blessing, a life. Do you love yourself? Do you want death or life? So from now on, if you are tempted to sin, what you gonna do? You're tempted to sin. Do you love yourself? Do you want life? What you choose? Choose life. So before you get life, what you need to do? Obey God. Do the right thing. Is that right? This is how I live every day. Sometimes I tell you I'm tempted to lie to my patient <laughs> because if I operate on my patient, sometimes I can get a few thousand dollars. But I know that even though the X-ray shows something that I can operate on, but I know the symptom doesn't come from there; it's from something else. But I can tell, and no one can sue me because the picture show the problem. But the problem come from another problem. Okay, let me explain like this. Sometimes people come to me with pain here, pain in the butt. I'm serious, and that this I'm I'm talking as a doctor. Some people pain come with a pain here, and. From the medical point of view, the pain that is here can come from the back, and come from something else. But when X-ray show picture of something wrong in the back, who? If I operate, I'm gonna get a couple thousand dollars. But when I perform examination, I know the pain doesn't come from the back. The pain come from we call sacroiliac joint, SI joint. And if I lie to my patient, oh, you know, Mr. So and So, I can operate on you. And I think that X-ray, that MRI, look abnormal. My patient will not know because I'm a doctor. And I operate, done, get a few bucks, but the patient still have the same pain because the pain doesn't come from the back, come from SI joint. Oh, I'm sorry. Now I send you to another specialist who can fix SI joint for you, but I already get a paycheck. Do you think God knows that I am covetous? And I'm greedy, and I lie, I deceive. Oh, so many sin here: covetous, greedy, <laughs> lie, <laughs> deception, 
It's not worth it to get that $2,000. You know why? I want life. I want to live a long life. I want life to be in me. I don't want to get sick and old and get in trouble. I want my wife to be blessed. I want my children to be blessed. Not worth it, $2,000. I want life. I don't want to sin because I know sin will cause destruction. Can destruction come to a pastor like me? Yes, if I sin against the Lord. I give you this example to tell you that this is how we should live. Every single day, I want God to change me to become more like Jesus so that I will not sin against God. And I don't want to sin because I know sin will lead me to death. And that death will not only affect me, will affect my wife, my children and grandchildren, everyone and my church too. Can you imagine a pastor like me keep sinning? Your members are going to get into trouble because it will pass down into you too. So my job is to be a gatekeeper. I want to block anything that comes to destroy my members and my wife and my children and grandchildren. If I know I sin, I will repent right away. That sinful nature comes from Adam and Eve. Is that right? The sin against the Lord. That sinful nature came from generation to generation to generation. Everybody was born with that sinful nature. No exception. We all face the sinful nature, have the sinful nature. i give you an example of sinful nature. Adultery, unclean thoughts, idolatry, jealousy. Do you have jealousy? Sometimes? Yeah, sometimes you see somebody more successful, you get mad. Why he's more successful than me? Uh, as a pastor like me, I have to be very careful because some people may think that I take side and show favoritism to somebody. So people can judge me that, and that will create jealousy. For example, if I sit down and talk to Pastor Prasad for 15 minutes, but I haven't greeted you yet, and you may think, Pastor Lau show favoritism. He talked to only Pastor Prasad. And then not only that, you may think this way, I hate Pastor Prasad. I'm jealous of him because he gets so much attention from Pastor Lau. You need to make sure you don't have that thoughts in your heart. That is jealousy and condemnation. You don't know. Maybe he has some big issue I need to help him to resolve the problem. But you judge him right away and judge me right away. That is a sinful nature. Jealousy, condemnation, rivalry. What is rivalry? Fighting. Who's going to be? Competition. Amen? We don't have the spirit of competition. That is sinful nature. Enmity. You are my enemy. I don't like you. I'm going to get rid of you. Enmity. Drunkenness. Some people are drunk in alcohol. Some people are drunk with money. Some people are drunk with power. Drunkenness. Disunity is also a sinful nature. Faction. Disunity. Fight this group and that group. I don't like you from Orange County. I'm from Torrance. Oh, this Filipino. These Filipino Christians, wow, they sing very well. We are Thai. I don't like these Filipino Christians. <laughs> this unity, not good. Please get rid of that from your heart. We're going to be in unity together. We're going to love one another. We are not going to fight. Amen. We need one another in the body of Christ. Lust, you can be lustful in money, lustful in whatever. The wrong desire for something that is not for you. You try to get something from somebody else that doesn't belong to you. Lust. Murder. Wow. Murder. In Cain's time, Cain just pulled out a knife. But today, they not do that because we're going to be in jail. So what do you do to murder people? 
you kill their reputation, you gossip about them, you say something that they will lose reputation, you kill their reputation, stealing, cheating, deception, being tricky, also manipulation, all these things. You need to understand one thing. Any sin that I read here that I mention also come along with demons. There are demons of trickery, deception, stealing, cheating, murder, lust, disunity, drunkenness, enmity, rivalry, jealousy. If you keep on going with this kind of sin, you open for those demons to come in to dwell with you. And normally, demon will not come only one; they will bring friend too. So you think that oh, if I just steal a little bit, it's okay. But actually, demon of stealing come in, and then they will bring in demon of cancer. They will bring demon of arthritis, demon of hatred, and eventually your life gonna be full of different kind of demons, and you are going downhill and death. You will not live a super abundant life anymore. Again, sin leads to death. Don't do anything to open your door. For demon to come in, greedy, doubt is doubt a sin? Yes. Sexual sin, worshiping idols, hatred, bad tempers, fear, selfishness, quarreling, sexual perversion, mocking, dishonesty, greed, rebellion, disobedience, gossiping, malice, and boasting, pride. Is also sin. You know, I read all these things so that you know that don't get involved with this thing. If you start to realize you have all these things, you need to repent right away and get rid of them ASAP. Keep your heart pure. I want to tell you this: no matter what other people do, they may offend you. They may, you know, sometimes we are human being. We can make mistake because we are human, and we may not be sensitive to everybody on earth. Is that right? I may not be sensitive to Brother Fred. I may offend you, not but that I intend to offend you, but because of different culture and maybe I'm busy with something, and he can interpret me that I offend you. For Brother Fred, no matter what I have done, you keep your heart right and don't sin. Other people can make mistake because that they're human being; they are not sensitive to you, but you keep yourself clean and righteous. For the rest of your life, don't entertain any sin at all. Amen? Amen. This is my decision. No matter what other people do, I'm gonna keep my heart right. I'm not gonna be mad, unforgive. I'm not gonna be upset, angry, and revenging, revengeful, and all kind of. I don't want to entertain all this negative thinking. I want to get rid of them. I want to walk in love, in purity, in righteousness. I want to be like Jesus Christ. And I know that I cannot do all these things by myself. I need the Holy Spirit. I need to yield to the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit move on the inside of me to have the heart of Jesus, to love people, to forgive people, and continue to think positive, think about good things, think about what is valuable, what is. Noble, what is good, what is love, always think in a positive way. Amen. Romans chapter six, verses six to seven. For we know that our old self, what is our old self? Sinful nature, was crucified with him, so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. This scripture talk about die with Jesus on the cross. We are crucified with Christ. We need to make decision to die to self. You no longer live. Amen. Christian life is a life that we talk about death to all life. We want that sinful nature to die. Crucifixion. We crucify our sinful nature with the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, two thousand years ago, and we allow the righteousness of God to come in, flow into us. 
we die to self every single day. Amen. Amen. How we can get rid of demon? How? How do we get rid of demon? We get rid of demon by expelling them, casting them out. Is that right? How we can get rid of sin? Death. <laughs> you have to die. <laughs> yes, you repent, but you have to die. You say no, 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 no. I'm not going to sin. You need to die to your old life. You need to be death with sinful nature. Crucified it. Everyone, make your hand like this. I crucified my sinful nature on the cross with Christ Jesus. You have to die to sin. Yes, you can repent, but if you don't crucify it, you can sin again and repent again and sin again and repent again. So the best way is to die to sin by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Not only that, the Bible say in Ephesians four twenty-two to twenty-four, you were taught with regard to your former way of life. What is a former way of life? Sinful life. To put off. Your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. The second way, every day, you walk this way, you take off the sinful nature, and put in the new self, the new nature of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Take off, put in. You need to make decision to do that. You die to sin, and you say, "I'm not going to put on the sinful nature on me anymore. I'm going to get rid of that and put on the new nature of the Lord Jesus Christ." Why do I love to see the fire of God touch people? Because when the fire touch people, do you know who came on you? Whose spirit is that? The spirit of Jesus. So when you get touched by the fire, what clothes on you? Jesus' spirit. He come and clothes on you, and he burn what out? The shaft, the dross, the sinful nature. So every time God touch you, you have to pray this way: God, burn it out. I want to take them off. The sinful nature, burn the sinful nature. Take them off, Father, and clothe me with. Righteousness of Jesus Christ, and if you can do this every time you come to revival, you're gonna see the change in your life. Yeah. This is supernatural. This is not your own effort. God put in new nature in you. You are changed by God. I listened to a testimony of the brother from Arizona. He said that three or four years ago, he brought his daughter, about ten years old. The teacher always report to the parents that your daughter, oh, so naughty, didn't want to study, create problem in the classroom. So the parents have headache because the daughter could not study. And he came to the revival service, brought the daughter, and the fire of God touched her. After that, A, 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 A plus. Now the parents doesn't have to force this daughter to study anymore. She's so initiative. She's study because the old nature went out, and God put the new nature of industriousness into her. That's why we need the fire of God. That's why we need to clothe ourselves with the glory and the presence of the Lord. Revival is about clothing our life with the glory, with the presence of God. Amen. When the fire of God touch you, when I pray for you, lay hand on you, you need to understand this. It's not just about shaking, crying, laughing. You need to see this way: God clothed on you, and He's doing something. He marinated you with His character. He put love into you. He really pumped something into you. He injects something. 
into you. You need to see yourself that way. While you're lying on the ground, the doctor named Jesus is pumping life, holiness, righteousness, a lot of good things in you, and He burned the junk out of you, and you become a new person. Amen. Take off the old nature and put on the new nature. And not only that, verse 23, to make new in the attitude of your minds. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Word and the Spirit will renew your mind. Because everything starts from the way you think. Your philosophy, you know that your philosophy or your mindset control your lifestyle, dictate your lifestyle. At one point, I was praying to God, God, you call me to be a pastor. And what should I do on Sunday when I preached? God said that if you preach light message, if you preach wrong message, you're wasting people time. And you're feeding them with junk food, not good. Don't try to please everybody. Preach strong. Because you need to change their mind. If you don't preach the truth in a straight way, you're destroying my people, God say. Because their mind is still corrupted and they do the wrong thing. So you need to feed them with the truth without compromise. No if and or but. Can you imagine we have only 52 Sundays a year? So if you live another 50 years, how many Sundays? 52 by 50. 2,500 something Sundays. You think is it fair to you that I come up and talk this and that and make you laugh and no meat in it? I should not do that. Yeah, I should not waste your time on Sunday. I should preach something that would renew your mind so that you will not sin against God anymore. Is that right? We need strong teaching. We need the good food, the steak, not just hors d'oeuvre. We need a strong teaching. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What is a new nature? We need to have a new nature. In Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4, Through this, He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. What is a new nature we should put on? Divine nature. We should have the nature of God. Is that right? What is the nature of God? Can you tell? The nature of God. Love, peace, kindness, Faithfulness, self-control, faith, love, suffering. When I say this word, some of you think about your spouse. <laughs> How many spouses in this room think, I can't believe I married you? <laughs> you don't want to raise your hand. <laughs> I better tell you the truth. I never thought that even one time. I'm so happy to marry Pastor Da. <laughs> I don't need to practice long suffering. <laughs> Diligence. Sympathy. Understanding other people. Not judging other people. Obedience. Joy. Our God is a joyful God. Goodness. Our God is a good God. Anytime you want to do something, say something, whatever, you think this way. Am I doing good? Are you doing good to people? Are you saying good things to people? Our God is a good God. He will never say evil things. Curse people. Destroy people. Always choose to do good. No matter what other people do, you still good to them. Amen? Because goodness is the nature of God. I love that song that we sang a while ago. I love that. Every time I sang this song, 
that song by Tear Come Out. God is so faithful to me. He's a good God. Wow, I think about all the blessing, all the good things that He has done for me. He's a good God. Gentleness. Be gentle. Have a moral standard. Mercy. Okay? Clear conscience. Trust. Courage or bonus. Holiness. Being gracious to people. Choose to do good. Even though they don't do good to you, you should be gracious to people. Okay, I do good to you. No matter what. I'm going to be gracious to you. Generosity. Unselfishness. Loyalty. Oh, loyalty is a very good character. Being trustworthy. All these things we need to take on to our life. Become a new man. Born again. Receive this nature into our life. Amen? Put on the nature of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we don't want to follow the footsteps of Adam's. The sinful nature. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians 15, 22, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. How many people want death? Raise your hand up. If we follow the footsteps of Adam, we're going to face certain kind of death. But if we follow Jesus Christ, the last Adam, let the last Adam fill us. We walk like Jesus. I tell you the truth. I never walk into my church or do anything. I may not be able to do 100% of the time, but maybe 80-90% of the time. This is how I live. I forget about myself. I walk into New Hope Church on Sunday. I never think that, oh, Pastor Lau is coming. Oh, the pastor shows up. I never get into the pulpit and say, Pastor Lau is going to preach today. Stab on people. I never thought that way. I learned this from, I think, from somebody when I was a young Christian, only one year old Christian. Somebody shared this with me in Thailand. Always think this way you are dead. Pastor Lao is not here. It's not me. Who? Jesus in me. Now I am up on the stage preaching. Giving counseling is not me. I hook up to Jesus. I decrease. He increases. I am the eyes, the mouth, the hand, the mind, the think of Jesus. Jesus, you speak through me. You preach through me. You minister through me. You, 100%. I am nothing. I am dead. Not me anymore. If you can do that, no one can offend you because you are dead. Can you offend a dead man? Can you go to the coffin, open the coffin and see the dead man? Do you think the dead man is going to feel anything? The dead man looks still. When you are dead, no one can offend you anymore. No one can make you mad anymore. Because now, Christ is on you. You just smile. You just love. Father, forgive my husband. Because he doesn't know what he's doing. (laughs) You are dead. And Christ lives in you. (laughs) Maybe I speak for myself. (laughs) (laughs) So sin will result in death. And Jesus died on the cross. 1 Peter 2.24 Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sin, again, died, crucified, might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. On the cross, Jesus took our sins, the whole sin. So we go to the cross with him and die with him. And our sin is on his body. And now we are raised from the dead with him to become a new man, a new woman. 
and Pastor Lau is not around anymore. Christ is in me. I am with Christ. This is the secret how I can lay hand on 2,000 people in Thailand with jet lag. I walk, lay hand. You know, when I lay hand, I never thought that Pastor Lau is laying on a hand. I thought this way: Jesus on me. I'm just a vessel, and I look at people with the eyes of Jesus all the time. Oh. I care for you. Blessing. Be delivered. Be healed. Blessing. I, I just feel that Jesus is on me and look at people by the eyes of Jesus. This is the way we should live all the time. I know it's not easy because we still live in the flesh. Sometimes the flesh rise up. We need to be that way. Died. I no longer live. Everyone say, I no longer live. No but Christ lived in me. He loves me. He loves me. Amen? Amen? So, if you want to have the character of Christ, you need to die to self. You need to allow Jesus to move and work in your life. If you notice one thing, I'm going to end the sermon soon. If you notice one thing, people complain that the church with revival like us, lay hands, people laugh, people cry, people scream, blah, blah, blah. Oh, this is crazy. This is very annoying, very unorganized, chaotic. That's right. Very chaotic. Oh, this is crazy. But if you notice one thing, the church like this, members in the church have less flesh and fighting and hating and jealousy in the church that don't welcome the fire. Did you notice? Really? You see less fighting in the church. Less gossiping, less problem because you know why? Because at the time of laying on of hand, it's like the altar, burn. And when the fire of God come and burn, the flesh have to be burned. If you still want to save your face, your makeup, your hairstyle, <laughs> your lipstick, everything, if you want to keep those, you're going to only think about yourself. Me, me, me. My face, my dignity, my reputation. But when you come to the fire and let the fire of God burn, you forget about those things. You allow God to burn, even though you have to lose your face, even though the hairstyle that you spent $200 the night before is gone. You don't care anymore. Then the flesh is burned, and the church is full of Jesus. Members are like Jesus because they learn how to let Jesus kill their flesh, burn their flesh out, and they become more and more like Jesus. Pastors who understand this would love to have the fire of God move in the church. Amen. Amen? We need to get rid of all the sinful nature and let God build us up. Ephesians 4.24 and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Let God put on new nature to become more like Him. We should set the goal. God, I don't want the old way. I don't want the old Dr. Lao anymore. I don't want the old mom anymore. Mom is my nickname. I want the new nature in me. New self. Created to be like the Lord in true righteousness and holiness. What is the difference between righteousness and holiness? Did you know? Righteousness is the condition, your status. Holiness is the way of life. You become righteous in your status, in your condition, your position, but you're holy in your daily life. You don't lie, you don't cheat, you have you don't have bad attitudes, that holiness. You live a holy life. But you are righteous in your position. I'm a righteous man. I am the saint of God. I have the position of righteousness. Amen? And Revelation 22, verse 14. Blessed are those who do His commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. Eventually, when we get to heaven, 
we're gonna have complete holiness there. The character of God will be full. But at the same time, to make sure that we're gonna make to heaven, we need to be serious about walking with God. I am not the judge. I cannot tell who will be in heaven. Frankly, I cannot tell. People can accept Christ. People can claim to be a Christian. People can be preacher, know the Bible, go to Bible school. But who gonna be in heaven? I don't know. But I just want to make sure I'm in heaven by repenting every day, willing to allow God to change my life. I don't want to live in sin. Amen. I want to make sure I have the eternal life in heaven because I obey the Lord, repenting of my sin. Let God change me. At the end here, I want to encourage all of you. From today on, don't stay the same. Let God change you. Don't say this way. This is the way I am. I grew up this way. I'm sorry. I'm this way. No, you need to change. You need to put off the old nature. Amen. We're gonna put in the new nature. It doesn't matter your Thai or Filipino or Americans or Vietnamese. It doesn't matter. You must change. You must put on the new nature. That is your goal. You need to do that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us confess together that God gonna change us from glory to glory. Let's bow down and confess. Father in heaven, I surrender to you. I realize that I have the nature of Adam. I was born with sinful nature. I repent of my sin. I don't want to be the same. I want to grow up to be like Christ, to put on the nature of God. Oh Lord, I make a decision. I will daily put off the old nature and put on the new nature of Christ. O oh Lord, I make a decision to die to my flesh, to be crucified with Christ and let Christ be full in me. I no longer live, but Christ live in me. From today on, I will grow spiritually, become more and more like Jesus. I decrease, but you increase in me. In Jesus' name, I declare. I believe, and I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.